Jadu. Oh, yeah, Jadu. Born a white male named Adam, now considers himself a Filipino. And he drives around Tampa in a tuk-tuk, an Asian-derived vehicle used for public transit in the Philippines. Jadu is part of a small but growing community of people who consider themselves transracial. Okay. Yeah. It refers to someone born one race but identifies with another. Uh, Jadu says, I don't think this is strange. He grew up enjoying Filipino food and events and the overall culture. Whenever I'm around the music and around the food, I feel like I'm in my own skin, he said. I'd watch the History Channel for hours uh, whenever it came, uh, whenever anything about the Philippines was on. So he had uh, like a, a light infatuation, huh? Mm-hmm. Can you, you understand why I'm bringing this up? I, I have a question to ask here. Dr. Stacy Schneckner is a licensed psychologist with a BA from Washington University plus MA and doctorate from Florida State. She hasn't had a client who wanted to change their race, but has worked with many clients who wanted to change their body in some way. Uh, uh, and she said, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, I don't see any problem with this. Jadu hasn't told his family yet, because he believes they will laugh at the notion of changing your ethnicity. The public was very critical of that Dolezal woman. It might be for him as well. So he's afraid of going to his family and saying, I'm now Filipino. Right. My, my name is Jadu. Huh. Uh, if that's who they are and they want to celebrate it and enjoy it, then you have to think, what harm is it doing? This is the shrink talking. Mm. All they want to do is throw themselves into that culture and celebrate it. I think before we get offended, we need to take a step back and think about what is the harm. Uh, but with someone making such drastic changes, she thinks that they should speak to a professional. Uh, that brings up another major change with Jadu. He is also transsexual and is considering changing his zen- his gender. He has spoken to his mom and family about that. Okay. you th- There should be a question uh, looming in the back of my mind, is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Where's the cultural appropriation crowd when it comes to this? Isn't this the most definitive example of cultural appropriation you could possibly imagine? Hmm. And, and yes. it's basically white people who are apu- accused of cultural appropriation. It's all the rage in the uh, in the destroyed academy these days. You can't have dreadlocks, and you right, can't. Right, you're not you're not fully. Uh, little kids shouldn't have gone out on Halloween dressed up as Moana. Uh, on and on and on and on. You weren't the right tribe, so you cannot wear. Yeah, uh, the exactly uh, the, the headdress. Right. What isn't this the most definitive example of cultural appropriation you could possibly imagine? Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm Filipino now. I'm 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 Filipino. Well, you're, but you're, you're, you're still white. Your, your heritage, you can't, you can't change that. Well, people, it's called transracial. Uh, but you just have to declare, huh? I guess you just declare it. Uh, when did Jadu knew? When did Jadu knew he wanted to be transracial? He knows this can be a problem, uh, but he says he's not trying to take advantage of anything. Uh, I believe people will take advantage just like other people have taken advantage of their identity to get their way. But the difference between me and them is I don't want that. I think I don't even know what this knucklehead's talking about. The term uh, transracial 
was normally used to describe someone or a couple of a certain race adopting a baby of another race. But now, after the story of Rachel Dolezal, it's becoming associated with someone who identifies with another ethnicity or race. Uh, If you Google the term, you will find plenty of stories and information referring to both definitions for the term. No, I think the definition for the term is you're nuts. (laughs) Yes. I'm serious. You are. You're You're stuck with your heritage. You're nuts. And you can say, I like Filipinos. I like the culture. But you can't declare yourself to be one if you're not. Why do you? I wonder why people feel the need to do that. I, I, I don't know. But again... This is cultural appropriation. A little girl dressed up as Moana to go out for Halloween, that's not cultural appropriation. That's a little girl who loved the movie. Right. And, and watches it four do- times a week. Right. Which I can attest to. <laughs> kids like those repeats, don't they? Yeah. And that's not cultural appropriation. That's a little kid who has as a hero or heroine Moana. Right. And wants to be like her. This knucklehead driving around in a crappy little Cushman that he painted purple because he thinks it's like what they drive in the Philippines. Does it look like it's in good shape or no? Uh, it's a tuk-tuk. Huh. It's a tuk-tuk. Uh, he's a white male named Adam. So you're not a Filipino. Right. It's not even a Filipino name. I'm well, not even Dr. Given. Phil, and I'm telling you, you're not a Filipino. No, and uh, I've got news for you. Jadu, yeah. when you go to the Philippines and you try to blend in, you're not going to be able to blend in because you're not Filipino. Mm-hmm. Right? But see, who wrote this? Uh, WTSP, I don't know if that's Tampa, St. Pete, probably. Uh, and, and they just, they these paragraphs are inevitable in stories like this. Jadu is part of a small but growing community of people who consider themselves transracial. No, B as in B, S as in S. Why did you even do the story? You did the story so somebody like me can go crazy. (laughs) To get exposure. Where is the cultural appropriation crowd when it comes to something like that? I've got so much information. Is he recording? No, he's on the, he's answering phones. Is he doing the phones? The director of social media? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you you have this well-known... I have so much material, I just got to get rid of it right now. Okay. You have this well-known fear of muskies. I do. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, this, I, this story fascinates me. Is this the one about the two guys catching the net? Portuguese scientists have captured a shark from the age of the dinosaurs. Research caught... Researchers caught the rare frilled shark aboard a trawler where they were working on a European Union project to minimize unwanted catches in commercial fishing. Seek Noticias TV reports. The scientists from the country's Institute for the Sea and Atmosphere, well, that really covers it all, doesn't it? The sea and the atmosphere. <laughs> yes. Dubbed the shark a living fossil because remains have been dated back 80 million years, making it one of the very few species of such antiquity still around today. How could that be? How could this still be here? You should see it. It's the it's the well, most grotesque no, it, thing is, you've ever seen in your it life. A, it's it's not fossilized. No, it's, it was alive. Get out. Yeah, uh, it's five feet long. It was caught at a depth of twenty three hundred feet in waters off the resort of Portimao. The shark, which has a long, slim, snake like body, is little known in terms of its biology or environment. 
uh, according to the scientists, because it lives at great depths in the Atlantic and off the coasts of Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. It is rarely caught, and even then examples do not often make it to research labs. There is also little footage of the shark in its natural habitat. Professor Margarita Castro of the University of the Algarve told Seek Noticias that the shark gets its name from the frilled arrangement of its 300 teeth, which Ouch. allows it to trap squid, fish, and other sharks in sudden lunges. The reporter dubbed it a monster of the deep, and it's true that Samuel Garman, the first scientist to study the frilled shark, thought its snake-like movements may have inspired sailors' stories of sea serpents. Okay, if that's out there... What is a sea serpent? If that's out there, and it dates back to the dinosaurs, what else is out there? You can't tell me that there aren't other surprises lurking in the woods and in the depths of the ocean and in remote... Well, we're running out of sp uh, spots, even though every once in a while they will find a new species in the jungle somewhere. Tell, uh, tell Neil I'll get with him in just a moment. Hang huh? tight, Neil. Hang right. tight, bro. All right, just a moment. Neil, go ahead, please. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Good. Okay, I am uh, thought I had everything figured out, but uh, apparently I'm... Um, my wife always reminds me that I'm, I am mixed race, um, being Hispanic and uh, Irish, so I am I guess I'm mixed race. But, um, okay, now they're telling me there's a new movement of the transracial movement? Mm-hmm. That one? Okay, now, sir, you know, I guess I have to ask you guys now, would I be... Okay, now, if I want to get in this movement, this new tranny movement here now, <laughs> am I... All races, or am I no race? I think the message we can take from this is you can be whatever you want to be, even though that would make you completely nuts. <laughs> That's not the first time. But, yeah, I, I, that this growing movement, I guess, it's not growing too fast. This is the first I've heard of it. No, it's not growing too fast, but it, believe me, it will. You got it. All right, thank Good luck. Yep. yep. Dan? Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, Joe. I was just thinking as you're talking here that this new movement is, sounds like a lot of uh, what we all do around uh, St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. How don't we all uh, we all kind of claim to be Irish? Maybe for our own uh, <laughs> see if we can get our, for our own benefits. We have another reason to drink a little green beer, or we're kind of just sounds like they're kind of doing taking a leap from. Uh, from the rest of us on St. Patrick's Day. It's not analogous. You're only doing that one day a year. This That's this true. this this knucklehead thinks he's Filipino. <laughs> Good point. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, who's who's this? You guys help me. Francis. Francis, go ahead, please. Uh, hail the fast I came. Hail you. Um, I've studied. Uh, we're talking about fish and and the muskies that were caught on uh, white bear. I studied that photo, and I've got a feeling that the, you can see the two photos at that same house in the same area. Looks like maybe near your old stomping grounds on the east side of White Bear. I, I thought it was the South Shore when I looked at it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking with the good weather happening here uh, next week, maybe you and Rook could do a, a remote. And uh, No, we're good... not going to. Oh, well. Good luck. All right, thank you. Like we did our remote at O'Gara's in honor of uh, Veterans Day. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was a good turnout too. Get thank this. you, CenturyLink and O'Gara's. Get this. 
Metro Transit workers are threatening to uh, walk off the job during the Super Bowl. I saw this yesterday. What timing, huh? I suppose if you're going to strike, you might as well hit them over the head with the Super Bowl. Boom. For 10 days of Super Bowl festivities, bringing light rail and bus service to a halt. The old contract expired in July, and negotiations between the Met Council and Metro Transit began in May. The Met Council, remember, is unelected, dealing with your money. Since then, the two parties have not been able to come to an agreement. Metro Transit drivers, mechanics, and support personnel maintain the potential strike isn't just about money. Rather, they are focusing more on safety improvements and added health care benefits, like a clinic specifically designated for workers. Why should, Why in the hell should they have their own clinic? Uh, yeah, Union. Hey, uh, dial it back there, little guys, huh? Uh, Mark Lawson, the president of Metro Transit's Union Local 105, says workers also want barriers added to buses that separate the driver and passengers. Uh, he said drivers are routinely assaulted, spit on, and even have bodily fluids thrown on them. Frankly, buses in Europe and even in the third world, pretty much everywhere but America, have an enclosure to keep the driver safe, Lawson said. Kate Brickman, the communications director at the Met Council, issued the following statement. We value the work of ATU members and their contributions to our region. We are currently negotiating in good faith through a mediator and are confident we'll reach an agreement. The last time Metro Transit workers went on strike was in 04, and that lasted a month and a half. Okay. So All what right. do we do? Bring in scab drivers. Okay. For the uh, NFL. Okay. Update us on the plumbing. Uh, the world of Gumption County is on pins and needles. <clears throat> well, I don't know if it's on pins and needles, but a lot of people were offering support. So I'll tell you that uh, the sprayer um, still, I could not, I could not um, connect it to keep the sprayer source connected. The force of the water would, would blow out the hose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at uh, some point, I decided, forget this, on Saturday... Call a plumber. I did call a couple of different plumbers, but I said, I think I can do this. And my wife said, you should have done this two days ago. <laughs> replace the faucet. Uh-huh. Just replace the faucet. is that what a guy told you on the phone last week? Yeah. yeah. And so that, she was right, and so was that guy. And I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm nervous about it, because I thought, and I, once I detach this stuff... I don't know if it's going to leak or, or what, and it's hard to do that underneath the sink. But I went to uh, I went to the uh, store and I bought a new faucet. You went in. I went in mm-hmm. and I hooked it up. And if you want to see the water free flowing, I posted a video on the Garage Logic Facebook <laughs> really? page with the old faucet in the sink because I was, you know what? What are you, Bob no Vila? Runs, no drips, no airs. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, and I was very down for the last several days because my <laughs> Max scale was was way oh, well, was way I, down. What I find curious is that you, you apparently believe that that people would go to a Facebook page to watch some water come out of a faucet. Um, I think GLers would do something like that. In fact, uh, let's let's go live to the Garage Logic Facebook page. Negotiations for. Wait a minute, hang on. That's yeah, not that's it. your that's address. That. Let's try this here. Are people posting comments or? Uh, people do post comments. Yes. So mm-hmm. here we go. Is that it? Here's the here's the water flowing, and then. In slow motion, there's the sprayer, brand new, yeah. all brand new, newly installed. Why did it take you two weeks? Hey, 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 what are you, my wife? Well, no, I mean, seriously, why did it take two weeks? Well, because I was trying to, I, I was trying to find the connector. I wasn't going to replace the faucet, <laughs> and then I finally replaced the faucet. And you posted a, a video of this. 
Yeah, that's the old sink sitting there. <laughs> everything, I mean, everything was pulled apart. It was stuff was everywhere, and now I wanted to show off that it actually. See then, then we're back to water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was cool in slow motion as well. So the Garage Logic Facebook page features that new Moen faucet. See, Joel, if you were uh, if you were on social media, it's things just like this that you'd be able to be a part of. Every Think day. what I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> Think what I'm missing by eschewing social media. Yeah. And also, I should uh, we should also mention, speaking of social media, mm-hmm. that uh, Garage Logic is available on Podcast One. Yep. Inside Garage Logic. Uh, the backstory that's also available. Yeah, we got to do another one this Friday on podcast one and episode four of the family podcast. Mm-hmm. That which has nothing to do with Garage Logic. It has to do with no. It has to do with Rookie and my right, family. Right, right. And that's available on uh, Apple iTunes under Kids and Family. And you'll hear things like the, the discussion of this hose sprayer, things like that. Uh, we we had so much to talk about in episode four that we didn't even get to that, but the wife said we're going to get to that eventually. Okay. All right. Like uh, projects, when to go in. So we borrow a couple things from Garage Logic. We well, have to. That's the terminology. The family podcast. Yeah. Check it out on Apple, iTunes, Kids and Family. Uh, we're going to be back shortly uh, with John Hype, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business. And nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your money now. Hey, Rookie and I are kindred spirits. My kitchen sink was leaking Saturday. I had to fix it. Did you replace the entire two faucet? Weeks? Uh, no, well, I, no, I didn't do the sprayer. I had to do the uh, strainer basket and all the underneath parts. Wow. But, See? Uh, so we're plumbers, amateur plumbers, babies. Yeah, but I didn't post mine on Facebook. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Well, I might I might go Instagram. Yeah. You know, right. Some still photos. Right. Uh, we are looking at some small gains today on Wall Street. Kind of a quiet session. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has been on the plus side all day. It's up 37 points. The NASDAQ Composite ahead 14, and the S&P 500 is up 5 points. Target has opened its first next-generation store near Houston, Texas. The store features two separate entrances to cater to shoppers' different needs. One is meant to provide convenience for busy shoppers and has a supermarket-like layout, and the other entrance is geared toward shoppers on leisurely trips and features a department store-like feel with seasonal items and specialty brands, and Target is looking to open more of those type stores across the country. Warner Brothers TV Group has suspended a prominent producer of its popular superhero shows over allegations of sexual harassment. Variety Magazine reports Andrew Kreisberg, the co-creator of The Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, harassed and inappropriately touched women over a number of years. Warner Brothers said it is taking the claim seriously and conducting an investigation. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you very much, Bruce. I appreciate it. And uh, by the way, uh, Such, just a little inside radio. Uh, on the Garage Logic Facebook page where I posted that, there are already... I did it about an hour ago. 1,027 views of my faucet. Mother of God. Mother of God, help us. Anyway, that's the Garage Logic Facebook page here. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 43 degrees. Vikings 7-2 after the win over Washington yesterday. With Teddy Bridgewater back on the roster. In case Keenum playing well, Vikes coach Mike Zimmer says things will work out. Uh, He told reporters after the game, I've got a plan. We'll just see how it goes. Vikings play the Rams, who are 7-2 this Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium.
Not surprisingly, Minnesota Wild forward Jason Zucker has been named the NHL's first star of the week after leading the league with six goals last week. Zucker recorded a point in all four games as the Wild went 2-2 two and two on a four-game road trip. He's tallied the last six goals scored by the Wild. I heard that. To set a new franchise record. He's. Did you know they lost one of those games? I did. Yeah, it kind of blew my uh, theory there. <laughs> set a new franchise record. He's one goal shy of matching a league record that has stood since 1921. The Wilder at home against Philadelphia tomorrow night. News notes from today. The name of the man killed after authorities said he exchanged fire with officers Friday night in Crystal has officially been released. Hennepin County Medical Examiner's Office said 62-year-old Ronald Lee Klitschka died of a gunshot wound to the head in the incident. Hennepin County Sheriff Rich Stanick said that multiple law enforcement agencies responded to the 5100 block of Angeline Avenue North just after 5 o'clock on reports of a suicidal man. When they got there, they encountered Klitschko, who was armed with a gun. Stanix said the man exchanged fire with police, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. No officers injured in the incident. The Supreme Court has agreed to determine whether a Minnesota statute that prohibits wearing political apparel in polling places is unconstitutional. The Supreme Court said today it'll take a case challenging the law. Several groups sued just before the 2010 election to try to ensure officials would not bar them from wearing Tea Party apparel to the polls, including buttons that read, please ID me. They referred to legislation that would have required voters to show ID at the polls. Voters in 2012 in Minnesota rejected a state constitutional amendment that would have required voters to show photo ID before voting. Lower courts upheld Minnesota's law, barring the political apparel and saying it's reasonable and applies equally to all political material, regardless of viewpoint. A U.S. appeals court today let part of President Donald Trump's latest travel ban go into effect, ruling the government can bar entry of people from six Muslim-majority countries if what they happened have in there? no connections to the United States. We were hand-delivered a, um, a, a show that follows mm-hmm. Sports Talk, the, the rundown. Yep. And the uh, the door was. Um, I, I just hap- he wanted to make sure it was closed. Yeah, Let's just I, put it I that just way. happened to be done with my story, <laughs> so there was a little pause. And it went couple. Mm-hmm. So red light was on. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't even think. I think there's. That's not even looked at. All right. The San Francisco-based 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals partially, I need to come in. <laughs> partially granted the Trump administration request to block a lower court decision that put the new ban on hold. This interim decision means the ban will apply to people from Iran, Libya, Syria, Yemen, Somalia, and Chad who do not have connections to the U.S. Those connections are defined as family relationships and formal documented relationships with U.S.-based entities such as resettlement agencies or universities. The ruling does not affect people from the two other countries listed in Trump's ban, North Korea and Venezuela. When does he wrap up this Asian swing? He's, I believe he's back. Isn't he coming back today? I, I don't know. That's why I asked. I, I thought Philippines was the last right. stop, I believe. I wonder if he'll meet Jadu. Uh, yeah. More than 400 people killed in Iran when a magnitude 7.3 earthquake jolted the country, state media said today. And rescuers are still looking for dozens trapped under rubble in the mountainous area. State television said more than 407 people killed in the deadliest earthquake in more than a decade in that area. At least 6,600 people injured. Local officials said the death toll would rise as search and rescue teams reach remote areas of Iran. 
Republican U.S. Senator Rand Paul said today he's coming back to Washington following that attack in his yard that left him with six broken ribs. One leaf too many. <laughs> Paul posted on his Twitter account, while I'm still in a good deal of pain, I will be returning to work in the Senate today, ready to fight for liberty and help move forward with tax cuts in the coming days and weeks. Paul was attacked November 3rd while mowing his lawn, according to authorities. Robert Porter, Paul's close friend of 20 years, said the senator had just gotten off his riding lawnmower to remove a limb. When he was tackled from behind, Porter said Paul was wearing ear protection so he didn't hear the attack coming. Police have charged Renee Boucher with misdemeanor assault. Boucher pleaded not guilty last week in Bowling Green. He could face more charges. The FBI has confirmed it is looking into it to see if any federal laws were broken. Boucher and Paul have been neighbors for 17 years. Boucher's attorney said the attack was not motivated by politics, but by, in his words, a dispute most people would find trivial. He has not elaborated. One leaf on too many. <laughs> he just can't. I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. He's staring out the window and he saw that one leaf. <laughs> you just, and you could see his, his fists were clenching. Yeah. <laughs> we have controversy. The Association of British Scrabble Players. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Banned one of its star players for three years after really? an independent investigation concluded he had broken rules in the popular word game. He had written the word scramble? He written, he'd written the word scramble? on his wrist, as he, uh, or did he have pieces tucked into his sleeve? Uh, hang on. I'll, I'll tell oh. you. Oh, okay. There's more. Alan okay. Simmons has authored books on Scrabble and contributed game coverage to the Times newspaper. The Times said they will no longer use him after this as a contributor. A committee member for the association, Ellie Dangor, said that three independent witnesses saw Simmons put a hand with freshly drawn letter tiles back into the bag Wait. to draw more tiles. That's contrary to the rules. So he had reached in, he had some letters in his hand, yep. he put his hand back in, probably threw those out. To dump those out and get a new oh, fist. That's, that's correct. You that's only get a, one reach, one grab. That. One reach and according you gotta, to the rules. It's like Vegas. you got to go like this yeah. with the show the eye in the sky. You get you got one grab. Nothing in your no, hand. Wait a minute. Why aren't the because you know when you play at home, uh -huh. the pieces are just in the middle of the table. Yeah, no. but you can still if you well, have yeah, bad letters, big leagues. You, you can return and then take. Uh -huh. But I think you have to take well, well, two. They're, they're in a, a bag at home. Really? Yeah, but, but usually well, mine are. I they are. Know. They have bags, but you can also just I've always just put them upside with, down. Yeah, you flip them right. upside down in the center of the table. Really? Never always used a bag. Really? I've huh. never played it where you didn't use a bag. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, there were four instances of this, apparently, dating back to 2016. The committee conducted an independent probe, which it concluded a few weeks ago. Matter came to light. Disgraced at Scrabble. Yep. We have controversy. <laughs> the Scrabble, uh, the uh, the daily, or the, the um, what do you call it, the quarterly report where they send out their uh, newspaper. Uh, Scandalous. Actually, you're not far from the truth there, uh, Rook. It what? was it was discussed during the World English English Language Scrabble Players Association event that ended Sunday, and that's when they came to this decision. <laughs> yeah, but when you play with your kids, you know, we come up with creative words like poop. Right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to come up with really ingenious <laughs> phrases like that. To keep their attention. Right. Yeah. What's the key to Scrabble? Just a vast vocabulary? No. Uh, yes, and blocking. You want to you want to block uh, their triple or I double words. I oh, I love Scrabble. It's good. To, yeah, we play all the time at my house. It's good to have words with letters that have a lot of points. That's yes. like true. Poop yeah. actually wouldn't be bad because P is worth three. It is so worth three. So if you can get on a yeah. double with right. that, you know, that's nine. Anyway, well, I don't know if I can take this excitement with faucets and Scrabble. Anyway, Simmons. So it's if a you big wanna, day in let's, GL. Uh, hang really on, let's is. take a look here. <laughs>
It's a watershed day, isn't it? What are we up to? It is Monday, Joe. You know, uh, Simmons told the Times he denied cheating. He said he. Uh, you still on this story? I am. Yeah. I just want to tell you what he's going to do now. Yeah. He said he's going to concentrate on more important things in life. Okay. So. He's he's got goals. So was this well attended? The Scrabble Championships, I, I suppose. Big crowd. I, I, How big is know. it anyway? Here we go. Twelve hundred forty-two views. Oh so look God. at water running. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, look at my sink. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty cool in slow mo though. When that diverter cuts in, it's 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 pretty neat. Yeah, very neat. artistic. Neat. Yeah, very very good. Thank you. New you. What'd you do with the old sink? Uh, you, you keep I, saying sink. You mean faucet? Faucet. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. I have a plan. I have a plan for oh, the. Oh uh, no. Thanks, Thanks, Coach Zim. Yeah. He's going to turn it. it into a chair sink. Well, <laughs> where do you see it next? Might surprise you. <laughs> New U.S. research has found that too much time spent sitting watching television is linked to an increased risk of blood clots, even if people are getting sufficient amounts of exercise. Too much TV viewing has already been associated with heart disease involving blocked arteries, with sedentary behavior in general also linked with a range of health conditions like an increased risk of cardiovascular disease, including coronary heart disease, stroke, and heart attack, higher risk of obesity, and an increased risk of death. Well, how often are you supposed to get out of your chair? Yeah, I, I don't know. Every commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> and then look out the window. Come in here and look out the window. <laughs> That's probably break. what I'm going to do during yep. the next commercial. You got her. New study carried out by the Larner College of Medicine at the University of Vermont in Burlington is the first to explore the link between TV watching and the risk of develop, uh, developing a venous thromboembolism, a VTE, which is a blood clot which starts in the veins of the legs, arms, pelvis, and lungs. The first study to do so in a Western population. Also uh, on the Garage Logic Facebook page is a, a video of our appearance here at the O'Gara's. Yeah. On Veterans Day, yeah. And if you look here at the picture that has over two thousand seventy-seven <laughs> views, yeah, it's like four Bigfoot broadcasters it because it is completely blurry. But people are watching it. <laughs> Large, wow. out-of-focus radio show. Yes. All right, uh, Dave Dahl coming up. This is an almost perfect song. I would say so. Right. I would say not almost. I would say perfect. Okay. This perfect bumper music here on Garage Logic and Dave Dahl's forecast brought to you by the fine folks at Menards, which is where I went and bought my faucet. Hi, Dave. Hi there. Forecast slightly less than perfect, but uh, we have some fog and haze out there right now. The uh, sunshine is trying to break through. 43 for the current temp. It's going to stay mild tonight, 38 for the overnight low, staying well above the freezing point. Some fog and drizzle, though, beginning to develop down to our south and also out to our west, and that's going to spread across the Twin Cities later on tonight. It's not going to be a huge deal. I, I think it may slow you down a little bit if you're out and about. South winds at around 5 to 10. So 38 for the low tonight. Then cloudy skies, mild fog and drizzle still likely throughout the day tomorrow, but temperatures getting close to 50 with the south wind at around 5 to 10. That's, that's gonna, tomorrow? That's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel nice, but it's going to, you know, with the cloudy skies and the fog and drizzle, it's probably not going to be that great. And then cloudy skies, fog and drizzle tomorrow night down to 35. Colder on Wednesday, mostly sunny skies, but a high of only 38. Then 40 on Thursday, and some more rain, sleet, and snow developing by Thursday night. That's going to continue on and off on Friday. Friday's high, though, still at 43, so any snow that does fall obviously isn't going to stick around very long. Flurries and much colder, though, Saturday. The weekend is looking not that good with um, mm. some wind and some cold. High of 30 for both Saturday and Sunday, and some flurries left over on Saturday. 
going for kind of steady temps here in the mid-40s. Right now we're at 43, Joe, and I have the records for the day. November 13th. 71 on this date. 71. In 1999. 1999. And then zero. Zero. In 1986. 1986. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, get this. This really caught my attention. Yes. Because uh, GLers love petroleum. Uh, you can get a lot of stuff from petroleum. GLers love the cylinder index. Mm-hmm. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles has begun shipping... The first 2018 Dodge Challenger SRT Demons to dealers. Okay. 840 horsepower. Wow. It's a rocket. It's a limited production, 6.2 liter Hemi V8 delivering 840 horsepower. Dodge is touting the mega muscle car as the industry's first street legal production drag car. Ooh. The National Hot Rod Association has certified it as the world's fastest quarter-mile production vehicle. You've got to be kidding me. How? F- I mean, you would feel that when you hit the gas, huh? I mean, you're going back. Well, it's, there's controversy. What is the controversy? Uh, Automotive News, the leading trade publication covering the auto industry, called for banning the demon oh. from the street In an editorial last April, the car is, quote, so inherently dangerous to the common safety of motorists that its registration as a roadworthy automobile should be banned, it wrote, citing its barely legal tires and massive acceleration. During tests, the Demon covered a quarter mile in 9.65 seconds at 140 miles an hour, and it accelerates from zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. And I hate waiting that long. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's got to be. Okay, but Joe, there's other fast cars, though, too. There's a, Why Why are they picking on this? Well, it's funny you should say that. Okay. Uh, You're not laughing. No, I'm going to get to it. Hmm. The, the, the people who bought a Dodge Challenger SRT Demon are performance enthusiasts to the core and having a custom car with accessories that improve overall performance is critical, said Tim Kaniskas, Fiat Chrysler North America's head of passenger cars responsible for Chrysler Dodge SRT and Fiat brands. The automaker plans to make 3,300 Demons at its Brampton, Ontario plant, of which 300 will be held for Canadian buyers. Prices start at $84,995, which, in, which includes a $1,700 gas guzzler tax, but excludes a $1,095 destination charge. Uh, Dodge also offers a range of accessories aimed at maximizing the dragster's thrill. I don't know how it could be more thrilling. If that's in the wrong hands, that I, I, if that's in the wrong hands, I can see where it would be considered a very controversial car to have on the street. Yeah, that much horsepower and that fast, you really would need to know how to and, you need to know how to handle that car. Imagine the story the Star Tribune could do though. Well, wow. The gas guzzling. So I, I decided to look up the vet. The and Corvette people will straighten me out if I got this wrong, but I believe the highest powered Corvette is the ZR1. Okay. That's 755 horsepower. That's almost a hundred horsepower less. Right. How much do you need? 
Uh, right, how fast do you need to get somewhere in 2.4 seconds? General Motors has revealed a new iteration of the Corvette ZR1 that it's calling the fastest and most capable in the nameplate's history. With a top speed of more than 210 miles an hour, the 2019 Corvette ZR1 gets 755 horsepower from its 6.2-liter, 8-cylinder, supercharged, dual-injected engine. And for the first time, the ZR1 will be offered with an automatic transmission, all, uh, though a 7-speed manual is still available. The only time you really need that kind of speed is maybe if you're heading to Cameron's Liquor and it's about 5 <laughs> minutes to 10 and you you need to get there before George locks the door, right? The ZR1 hits dealerships in the spring. I've never driven a Corvette like this before, and nobody else has either because there's never been one like this before, GM product chief Mark Royce said in a statement. It's R-E-U-S-S. With an E, he'd be Mark Royce. Yes. How you doing? Hey, uh, this thing fast. What's going on? Let's go down to the salt uh, beds and let's try her out. Fellow car guy. Uh, I've never. I dri- keep a clean car. Uh-huh. I've never driven a Corvette like this before. Nobody else has either because there's never been one like this before. GM product chief Mark Royce said in a statement, it's unprecedented performance puts all other global supercars on notice that the ZR1 is back. Well, to be challenged apparently by the Dodge Demon. Mm-hmm. I, I remember driving that uh, Wayne Eddy had his uh, was it was it Raceway Park? I forget where we drove the uh, the vehicles. Oh, I thought I was going fast. I was going about twenty. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I thought I was just burning it up, and it was going about twenty five miles an hour. Well, the ZR one is the fastest vet ever. Uh, we with with eight hundred and forty horses. The Dodge G- Demon is being called the world's fastest car. I. Uh, I don't know if it's faster than a Bugatti Veyron. What about the Lamborghini Gelato? I don't know. You know, and the Fiat Chrysler, you know, I'm, a, I'm a stockholder. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, full disclosure. You should disclose yeah. that. As, well, uh, when the Pope uh, was here uh, a couple of years ago and he was being ferried <laughs> around in a Fiat, this light bulb went off in my head thinking, every Catholic in this country. They're all going to have it's gonna about to go down. all going to go for it. It's about to go down. <laughs> about to go down. It went down all right. Yeah, it did. <laughs> uh, Isn't that something? I think it. Uh... And it says, if auto review says barely legal tires, it must mean, you know, the, the very gummy, thin-walled right. performance tire right. that really wouldn't be good on a Minnesota winter day. Uh, no. No, this, or those bridge decks. When this it's about is not 32. the kind of car you're going to be uh, driving in the winter. That's an amazing amount of horsepower. Holy mackerel! University of Garage Logic, ninety-eight College of Self-Esteem, zip, not a nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Apparently, there's a feud growing in the uh, national. Is the director of social media in there? Yes, sir. There's a feud growing between. Uh, Jerry Jones and Roger Cadell. Oh. oh, I'll say. And uh, it could be, uh, I don't know which way it's going to go, uh, but it's wonderful watching the uh, comfortable become so afflicted. I, I can't wait to talk to Patrick about this. Did you see what Goodell is requesting for a new salary? Um, it's laughable. 50 million bucks. But it's it's more than that, too. All well, the other things. Private plane, yeah, I'll get to it. Yeah. 1500 ESPN is yeah. KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 43. 